I'm Gemma Cray and I'm here with Laura McGann talking about her fabulous film uh, Revolutions. So how did you find out about Roller Derby? What, what brought you to that world then? I wish there was a re. I, I wish it was like, oh, I was just chatting to this person, you know, and found them really interesting and they told me, but no, they, Dublin Roller Derby were recruiting and uh, they, I think they targeted me with their ads on Facebook. They were maybe like, women in their 20s and 30s living in Dublin who have an interest in sport. And I was like, I, the ad came up or something. And uh, and I looked into it. And so I only heard about it through Facebook. Um, and I got in touch with them. And then I found out that the Irish team were, first ever Irish Royal Derby team was being put together for the first ever World Cup in Toronto. And this was in like the summertime and it was happening in December. And I was like, oh my God, this is such like, because I was watching the videos the first time I saw it, like behind, from behind a cushion. I just couldn't, I was wincing and, you know, the girls were hopping off the ground. And I couldn't like, by the time they'd hit the ground, they'd be up again. And they were just really like, there's no licking your wounds. Like you're, you get slammed to the floor and you are up and racing after again. So I was really engaged. Like I was really just like, wow, what, what is this sport? And God, it's happened down the road in Inchcore. And they're going to be in a world stage soon. I better get my ducks in a row. So I went along and met the girls at the first training, the Irish training session. And just their passion and their enthusiasm for the sport blew me away. And the character, like, you know, Bob and Crow and Zola, they just jumped out, you know, and we just took off. There was no like sitting thinking, oh, who will I talk to today? It was just so vibrant. You were running with it, trying to keep up with it the whole time. And I was like, we need, I need to get to the Toronto. I need to, you know, uh, I met Ross Whitaker and he brought us to the Irish Film Board and they gave us development funding to go shoot the prep, shoot the World Cup, put together a kind of like taster six minute uh, video to show them what the film could be and then we got funding to continue following them and as someone who's watched the film like the energy and the tension in some of the in some of the actual kind of uh, world cup scenes you're, you're you, you like that i was watching it behind my scarf just going oh god it's so violent and energetic and dramatic and even by this time like the bit not too much of a spoiler alert or anything like that but by the time the the, the world cup is over kind of relatively quickly and in comparison to the whole film and by mm. the time that happens like there's so much drama behind the scenes as well like it's so intense <laughs> it's like any very intensive um like ambitious endeavor of of a bunch of women training together in a couple of months to do to take on the world it's intense like Gemerald one of the best skaters now she had only played three games before the world cup so it was like it was a lot of nervous tension as well because they knew they were going to go up against people who've been skating for like their whole lives or certainly playing the game for possibly 10 years. And so they had to really reach quite deep inside them to find the nerve to be able to stand up to these girls. When, you know, you had countries around the world who were saying, why are Ireland, what are Ireland doing coming to the World Cup? Like, they don't belong here. And the girls were like, yeah, we do. Yeah, and we're coming over. And we're going to do, you know, we're going to, represent our country and that means a lot to us so 
stop saying that. And they went over and they they did incredibly well. But the bravery, like they went in there as if they were the best in the world with that kind of that kind of confidence that like yeah. it was their confidence and their fearlessness that really excited me about the whole thing. Like these I knew kind of that it would be an interesting story to follow because they were all so they knew what they wanted and that's they want and, and, and it was quite far from their reach and they were going to get there and I was like well that's a good start to any story you know you've got a character who wants something and then you follow them getting over the obstacles jump through the hoops to try and get what they want and will they get it will they not what will happen so that was kind of where we where we started and it was really exciting and the characters that you follow are fabulous. Like it's it's very emotional and people are very emotionally honest. How do you, A, how did you single out these these people and how do you build a rapport? Our three main characters, Crow and Zola and Bob, they were kind of, three of them are natural leaders. Yeah. It's just an instinct. Like they yeah. they they were all really... They knew what they wanted and I knew that by following these, something was going to happen. They were making stuff happen at every training session. They were making like, they they had a really clear vision. They had, each three of them had vision and that vision, it wasn't necessarily the same one. So there was like, you know, there was certain kind of conflict as well, certainly when they came together. So, but then there was just like determination when they were, but like the, with the Cork and Dublin thing, yeah, uh, the rivalry there wasn't like that old oh Cork and Dublin ga rivalry. It was just that there was Crow and there was Bob and there was Zola and they set themselves like world domination was the aim, and they just happened to be both competing for the same thing at the same time. It wasn't like oh I want to beat you, I want to beat you. They just wanted to be the best, and that spirit was really. It was just really vibrant, it was really visceral and it was really important at that time because that was in 2011. I'm of a similar age as the girls, 20s, 30s, and all of our pals were emigrating. Yeah. And it was like, you felt like, you felt like a bit of a fucking Egypt staying. Like, I moved back from Liverpool in 2010 and everyone was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Go back, what? And I was like, I, I just, I'd been there five years and I wanted to be at home. Yep. I wanted to be in Ireland. I missed, I missed Irish people and I missed my family and stuff. So there was just a lot of negativity and there was a lot of just like people feeling like shit. I feeling like unwanted and... And stressed out stressed. as well. Stressed. And so when I discovered Roll Derby, it kind of felt, at the time, it felt like the thing that was going to keep people here and the thing that would kind of give, it gave, and me, you know, people kind of a, something to fight for. But you were fighting together and you wanted to win and you wanted to be the best. But really it was about the group and it was about the community and it was about the friendships and it was about staying and it was about survival. Not to be too dramatic about it, but it was yeah. about like, we want to stay here and we want to make it work. We don't want to have to move away. We want to stay here. So like by bunching together and working together through the team, it helped them to get through that time. And it's, I think that's it as well. You just, you really empathize for the struggle that these women go through and you see it in, in their personal lives. Like I, I do remember that time and it was, 
you know, 2008 happened, 2010 happened, and you kept saying, oh, it can't possibly get any worse. Like, it can't get any worse. And then it continued to do that. And, you know, all, all the little opportunities that you had dried up, and it's it's there in that film, and you you captured it so well. And then, I don't want to be too spoiler alerty or anything like that, but then when the cork thing happened, like, I was devastated <laughs> watching that. But you feel for you feel for everyone in it and you have so many different points of view and so much has happened in those lives I was watching this thinking god you must have just been there every single day for a thousand years of them yes I was no I wasn't no not at all it was it was just a matter it was a matter of trying to be uh where in the right time at the right place just be there to capture stuff happening you know it was important to be involved it was important to be on top of like what was going on in Cork and in Dublin and in Crow's Life and Zoe's Life and Bob's. But um but it was it was a tricky like keeping people on board. We didn't intend to film for as long as we did. So um that was that was a really for them, it was really hard to have me hanging around them all the time, especially when things weren't going so well. And I'm like, hey, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? They're like, go away. So and rightly so. I wouldn't yeah. like, yeah, it's tricky. So um, Irish people wouldn't love the camera as much. The Irish lay person as say like Americans or something. Oh, yeah. That's well, certainly got, like I, I think it's more interesting to have people, you know, people who don't want to be on the telly. You know, yeah. I like I'm not really that interested in people who do want, you know, this was always like I was trying to get them to like let me film it and they'd be like they'd be like oh I'm you know push back a little bit and then I'd push forward and they'd push back and then we'd find somewhere in the middle where we were both happy and we'd go with that because it was important to me that they were always on board and that I knew it was going to be a long haul so it was just always about compromise and balance and and it was our film, you know, yeah. it was something that like the most important thing to me was that they were proud of it, yeah. proud of the story, proud of the film at the end and happy with it and glad that they did it. Like I didn't want them to be like, oh, fucking rage when I did that, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that was really important to me and that was something that I kept in mind the whole time. And it's very warm um, and, and optimistic, which was which was lovely. Um, but yeah, so... It was, it was really lovely to watch. Oh, I'm so um, glad that because so you know you're making you're making stuff and you're not you're like oh well well is that you know mm-hmm. will people get that will people see that you know what you see in it yeah and uh, yeah and even though uh, even though shit totally went down between the, between the two groups it was always still quite warm to everybody like there was no villain you get you you really were on side with everybody or that's that's how it felt like as someone watching it that you were on side and you understood everybody's struggle massively and it's not like you know one person is painted as someone who's really mean or selfish or anything yeah. like that it was just conflicts and 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 at different times throughout when we we're filming people would say to me I'm going to be made out to be the villain here. And I was like, no, like, like, because I can, for me, it was really important to go into each, you know, every time I was filming with each person with totally clean slate for like, and not to be bringing in, oh, somebody, you hurt such and such as feelings or whatever. And, and to just truly empathize with exactly. And they're all like doing whatever they're doing for the right reasons. And everyone's coming from a really positive place. 
and sometimes they disagree. So it was just me, like, just keeping that in mind, just being just open to hearing everyone's story and trying to understand it. And even though they didn't agree with each other. Uh, yeah. But that really came across, you know, as opposed to taking out of context bitchy looks and, you know, like that reality TV kind of trope or anything like that. But it did. It, it was really warm. And they were really lovely characters. It was really lovely to watch them and even see them grow. And then Gemerald, then when you see her kind of come, really come into her own, then at the end, yeah. like she was fabulous. and She's fab, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. And she's such a, like, she's skating, I think, longer than, uh, you know, she's one of the kind of, first uh, skaters in the country and she's just like and she's a natural yeah yeah and she's a natural athlete you know she goes in there she keeps her head down she's and she's amazing and you obviously did like a lot of filming for this did a good bit yeah yeah (laughs) you can tell because it's just over such a long period of time but um how much footage did you end up how many hours of I've never counted. Uh, I'd say it would have taken me too long to try and... Somebody asked me the other day, did I place it all down in a timeline? And I thought that would have taken me too long to place it all down. I couldn't have... I, like, it just would have taken ages. I've no idea how much I filmed. Um, I definitely overshot it at the start. Yeah. Because I suppose my first... I've made a couple of shorts and things, but learned a lot over over the course of the four years. And definitely reeled it like I, I I just I come home with hours of footage from a day there's no need to be shooting that yeah. just becoming far more focused and knowing these are the shots that I need to tell the story and um so yeah if I was to do it again I probably just would have uh shot less but that's kind of all part of the learning as well um and just keeping on top of knowing what knowing what the story is that was the key and was there anything that got lost in the edit that you would like to have kept in there, but time-wise had to cut? There was a scene, um, there was a couple of scenes where a girl, Martina, she was in the Dublin team and she emigrated because of work, you know, the reason, same reason why everybody else emigrated. And that was a big kind of theme, you know, at the time and the recession, of course, as well. And I was sorry, really sorry to lose that because it was just really like hitting the nail on the head for yeah. this for, for this time that we were capturing. But just with everything else that we had, it was important that we that we kept it to a certain length. So unfortunately, we had to lose it, but we maintained the theme in the film. But we, we did lose those couple of scenes, which were, you know, she's really she's really great. So it was I was disappointed to lose that. But you just you have to. You have to kind of just be not brutal, but you just have to be like, we need to keep this. You, yeah. you don't want to be kind of rambling on for, for too long and um, just keep it focused and keep it clear. Yeah. And I presume you had it in your head then. So it starts at the 2011 and then finishes in the most recent world. Which was Cope. 2014. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, we thought... We'd, we'd go and we'd shoot the World Cup in December and there was going to be European Cup in July and we'd be out the door by Christmas and we'd be watching it possibly on the telly or something in January or over Christmas. That didn't happen, obviously. So we there was a the, it was such a new sport at the time that people were trying to organise a European Cup and it didn't happen. 
was cancelled and they said oh maybe it'll happen in a few months time and then it since still hasn't happened this is like six years later so the world cup was due to be on the next year and then that was put back another two years and we were like i sat down with ross the producer and we kind of took a couple of deep breaths and we're like are we willing are we going to can we continue with this story because we really i just was kind of married to the idea of having the world cup kind of bookend the film and it felt right per- worked perfectly and was a go- like a fabulous organic end definitely it just it just felt like we needed something like to punctuate like a a time and so we said okay let's let's keep going and i think it i'm so, like i'm so glad we did because it enabled us to have like a really have real character development have a real arc like our three main characters where they ended up at the end of the film was so different to where they were at the start and that's that was key and and we needed that time to show it you know we didn't want to be shoehorning an ending in you know at some point because we couldn't we didn't want to film anymore you know and and I felt that we genuinely came to obviously not an ending because you know uh, there was no endings but a resolution to the questions that we that were there at the start yeah they I felt like they had been answered I'd say if if you were following it for so many years you probably knew then when you were at the final ones you're like okay I'm done <laughs> a little bit of relief that's a long time to be filming it is a long time to be filming um and you kind of just you almost get used to it as just being part of your life part of my life is filming the people who play roller derby in Ireland and it wasn't like it was just around the corner from your head. Like, it was all over Ireland as well. Ah, there was a good put a bit of mileage on the car going down to Cork, all right. Yeah, but sure, it was fine. It's grand. It's nip on down. Grand road. And how long did the edit take? Uh, we did it in a couple of chunks. I can't remember exactly, but we did it maybe three chunks over the course of a year and a half, anyway. Right. Certainly not that long. And you, you got to see it at the Go Away Film FLA last year, wasn't it? Yeah. So we, before the FLA, we, I had uh, a couple of screenings, screenings in my house where we watched the film with the people who were in it. And that was the first thing that was the most important thing to me, that yeah. they were happy. And I was super nervous and they were super nervous watching it as well. And there was a couple of things that we took out because that was all part of the agreement, one or two bits. And there weren't even scenes. They were like a line here where people were like, I don't want to be saying that, you know. So that was all, That was that's all part of the process. That's all part of, they trust me to be there. And if something at the end that they're like, you know what, we don't need that. And if it doesn't, if it's not driving the story forward and it's not actually doing an awful lot, it's not, it's, you know, that's part of the, you take it out. So that that all went really well. Everybody was happy with it. So that was like a big relief for me. And then bringing it to Galway was fantastic. We had loads of roller derby people there. And we had like the start of like people who weren't involved watching the film. And that was really exciting. So the roller derby, the skaters really liked it. And then we got good feedback from people who weren't involved in it at all. So they were like our three like people in the film, roller derby people everybody else and then so that was really exciting uh it was a, it was great to finally have a film that was uh 
that you know and watching and be received by anyone as well that's, yeah and be it's nice to put it out well. there yeah and thank you for talking to us. So Revolutions is out on the 30th of June and it's in the IFI and a number of different places. It is on in the IFI, it's on in Dublin, it's on the Triscoll in Cork, it's on the Bell Table in Limerick, it's on in the Riverbank in Kildare and it's going to be in Belfast. We have and a couple of others, Waterford, Galway. It's going to be in a couple of other cinemas, cinemas as well. We just have to figure out those dates. So select cinemas kind of around the country over the next week or so. Definitely. Now that it's raining, everyone will have a perfect excuse exactly. to go see it in the, the sun was shining. I was like, oh, no. But now it's pouring out. It's so absolutely pouring. So definitely um, make the most of the rain and go see it. 30th of June. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks Excellent. so much, Gemma. Cheers.